Here's the cat mama herself, Melissa Newman, making the world a better place for cats with the Cat Show podcast. Hello, all you catastic people out there. This podcast is being helped out thanks to the generosity of my VIP patrons. Thank you, Cat Pad Enclosures and Oz Pet Litter. You're helping me in my quest to make the world a better place for all cats. If you want to help me keep cat food on the table and lights on at the cat pad, then think about joining our community over at patreon.com forward slash catmama. The Burmese breed is one of the most adorable of all cats. They have the most incredible coats and their expression should be judgmental, which is one of the things I love most about them. Today, I talk with Burmese breeder Barbara LaRocca about the good, the bad and the ugly of the Burmese breed. What do they like to live with and who makes the perfect family for a Burmese? We also talk a bit about kitten raising and the importance of socialisation and environment on raising fur babies. Let's get into it. Good morning, everybody. Today we are joined by the wonderful Barbara LaRocca. And we're going to be talking about or having a bit of a profile on the Burmese breed. Welcome, Barbara. Really great to have you here. Thank you, Melissa. It's nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. Now, you've been breeding Burmese for quite some time, haven't you? Yeah, just a few years, 37. Yeah. (laughs) Just a short while. That's a few, a few years. You know, it's. I find it really interesting that Burmese breeders tend to be Burmese breeders. Like there's a lot of breeders that um, they'll start with one breed and then they sort of go to another one and go to another one. But you Burmese breeders, once they've got you, you're hooked by the sounds of it. Pretty much. I have bred some other breeds during those 37 years, but mainly yeah. um, just for a couple of years because when I was doing my judges training, I wanted to see how the other breeds developed and what their traits were and various things and experience it firsthand. Um, So I did do that. But, um, yeah, no, Burmese have always been a constant in my life and will be until the day I die. So one of the things that I really want to talk about, particularly with these um, profiles of breeds, is the good, the bad and the ugly because we often know all the good things about particular breeds. But sometimes there are things that we need to know if we're looking at getting one. And I've got to say, Burmese cats are the most amazing little individuals. They are, have got personality plus. They certainly have, yeah. yeah. You don't get a Burmese if you don't want a cat to be on your lap even when you go to the little room in the house, you know, because yeah. they yeah. just have to be part of you. I have one little kitten at the moment. She's nearly six months, but she follows me there in the middle of the night. She gets out of bed to come with me, you know, it's, Absolutely crazy, but yeah, they. Some people think they're very needy. No, they're not. They just want to be with you. You yeah. know, that's their yeah. personality. Yeah. And one of the things that I adore about them is that they have got the most luxurious fur coats. Mm, like it's so soft, and um, from a judging perspective, they they say that it should feel like silk, don't they? Yes, it should. Um, in the standard book, it's described as a wet seal skin, and that's for the the first colour that we had, which was the dark brown. Yeah. Um, and when you look at that coat, yes, it should remind you of a wet seal because yeah. it's so shiny, so close. And, um, yeah, and sometimes it's harder for um, breeders to, for, oh, well, for anyone to actually see the shine, say, on a cream or a um, red sometimes and even the lilacs. But if you do a lot of grooming, 
especially with your hands, yeah, um, because natural oils come out of your hands, you can start to see that shine. Yeah, yeah. beautiful coats, absolutely. Yes. So tell me a little bit about the structure of a um, Burmese. Like, what would again from a judge's perspective I kind of um when people say to me you know what do they look like I kind of say they're a little bit like a bulldog they've kind of they're really muscular and and you don't even realize how muscular they are until you actually physically touch them that's correct yes then they should um feel heavier than what they actually look like a little a brick wrapped in silk that's what we say <laughs> <laughs> and it does. When you pick them up as a judge and you go, oh, my God, this cat's got it. You know, it's got the muscle tone. It's got the, it is, feels heavier than what it actually looks. And um, the bulldog is, you know, a, a description that a lot of people use, but that's not what the standard says. They are a yeah. foreign typed cat. So yeah. they have to be elegant. They're not, they're not stocky. They're, they have a medium-sized leg, length of leg and all that. They're described as a medium cat in the standard, which is sometimes hard for people to get their head around. But once you compare the Burmese to a Maine Coon or one of the larger breeds of cats, a rag doll, um, you'll then understand what a medium cat is. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah their, their bone structure isn't fine. It's medium. Yeah. Um, you don't want them to have brittle bone or anything like that. Um, Length of body is, once again, medium, not long in the body and not real short in the body. Um, yeah. And they've got so a very you, specific head shape, don't they? Well, they do. And the head shape has drastically changed over 37 years for me. Um, I'm yep. about to dig out some old photos from when I first started. When we actually took photos and took them to the shop to get them developed, you know, and then <laughs> you get them back home and 24 photos later, oh, I've got one good photo. Yeah. Yeah. I remember so, the days. Uh, they were the days and it was quite expensive in those days. Yep. But yes, um, the head type is, um, they do, it has always required a good nose break, which is the nose goes up and then there's a change of direction to yep. go over the top of the head. Um, you want them to be nicely rounded. I like them to have a nice rounded forehead when they're really babies, just born, yep. you know, a couple of weeks old, which then tends to flatten out a little bit, but you still want a little bit of a dome um, roundness on the top of the head. The ears yeah. are widely placed and wide at the base, rounded tips, medium in size, not large, not real small, um, and good width across the jaw so that you get the... If the jaw isn't wide enough, then the top of the head can't be wide. Yeah. It all falls into place, and then the ears have to be up higher. So... If you get that width in the head, your ears usually come down to the right position. And um, my rule of thumb when I, with my breeding babies is when I look at them when they're a few days old, um, the corner of the eye should sit no higher than where the middle of the ear is, preferably a little right. bit lower than the middle of the ear when they're tiny, yep. when they've still got their eyes shut, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you keep your fingers crossed until they're fully <laughs> developed and, well, you know, fully grown and think, oh, yes, I've done it. It's good. Yes. Excellent. And, I mean, that's actually part of the, the whole thing about breeding is that we've got standards that we breed to that we try and um, make sure that the, the breed itself, you know, sticks to. Mm, it's, it's the ideal. It's man's ideal of what the breed should look like. And that is describing a fully grown cat, yeah. not a baby kitten. Not a baby, you know? yeah. 
as as a judge you kind of make a little bit of an allowance for a certain thing at a certain age because they can be teething or yeah. going through they go through an adolescent stage especially Burmese we yes. call them adolescents they get all gangly and funny looking at a certain <laughs> age think, oh I can't possibly take this to a show you know I'll just laugh but yeah they um yeah they all go all all breeds do and I mean some of the yeah. bigger breeds are just they don't fully develop to two three four years yeah. of age yeah, yeah they lot of growing to do to grow into themselves you know yeah they do that's it um do oh. Burmese have any major um medical issues that have to be sort of watched out for like well, um, all, from a breeding perspective good. I suppose and also from just a, a pet perspective certainly um all good breeders should be um testing DNA testing for whatever is available these days um yep. just so that you can sell kittens confidently and um, people are going to have a long and happy life with their new um, companion because yeah. um, Burmese haven't got that many. We've, we've had hyperkalemia, which was a problem for quite some years, many years ago, because we didn't have a DNA test for it. And when yeah. that came in, all the good breeders went out and got this, their breeding cats tested and yeah. eventually eliminated the gene out of the gene pool. So um, it wasn't. It did wasn't a death sentence, but it was a medicated thing if they got it for the rest of their life. You know, because yeah. they didn't have enough potassium in their body and their back legs would go. But all good breeders do test now. Um, uh, head defect that was um, from America. That was a problem over there. So anyone who imports any American style Burmese, which is a totally different look to ours, mm -hmm. um, then they have to um, have that head defect tested for before yep. they can intermate them with our Burmese. Yep. Um, cardiomyopathy starting to be a little bit of, um, uh, you can get them heart scanned to yep. make sure that they haven't got it. Um, yep. Yeah, so. Uh, no, sure. By the sounds of it, they're a fairly good solid cat then. They are. They're like any breed. They, you know, all cats and all breeds, all humans come up with problems and yep. we don't expect it, you know. Um, so, yeah, they're things that breeders can't foresee, naturally. Yeah. Uh, and any good breeder, if you find something in a line, you would, if you can't breed it out, it, you would eliminate yeah. that line yeah. and, uh, you know, desex and place the cat as a pet or want to keep it yeah. yourself. Mm. I think it's amazing what they can do with DNA now and make uh -huh. sure that the cats are so much healthier. It's just yeah. fabulous. It is. And there's so many more tests coming out for various things these days for yeah. all breeds. The other major thing but it's not a big problem in Burmese, but it can be there in certain lines, is um, uh, Danlos, um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, okay. which is stretchy skin. Right. Which is what really Sharpay dogs are. Oh, okay. Folds of skin, and we don't want that in Burmese. Um, no. I had one, gosh, 25 years ago, and I, I was going to keep this little kitten, and... When he was about five months, I discovered there was an excess of skin. When I went down his body to his tail, I thought I didn't know anything about it. So I went to the vet and that's what it was. And wow. I know at Sydney University is working on trying to get a DNA test for that. Yeah. Um, some cats get so much excess skin, they basically have to has, have cosmetic surgery. But wow. it, isn't, it isn't everywhere. You know what yeah. I mean? So people yeah. shouldn't be alarmed because yeah. um, it's... Very hard to find a cat actually with it, but we need, if we do find them, we need them so we can get um, blood samples, etc., yeah. to do the DNA uh, with. And uh, I know that's being worked on fairly heavily. And um, cool. yeah, that's amazing. Great. 
It's really cool that there's so much um, science happening around cats at the moment. It's fabulous. Yeah. Well, they are a very big, um, you know, companion animal. You know, yeah. dogs were for years. They reigned, but cats have kind of taken over, I think. Um, well, not taken over, but caught up, you know, with... Um, because people have proven that they're good for your health. Absolutely. I'm going to 150 yep. because I've got cat, had cats in my life for so long. But, and you I, and me both. Yeah, they chill you out. You know, you sit yep. on the couch and they come and sit on you. Well, at my age, you go to sleep in five seconds, you know. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> really relaxing, you know. Yeah. Uh, come and be with you. And yep. they know when you're not feeling well. They yeah. have that instinct to know. And... Um, I was sent a beautiful photo digressing the other day from a grandmother and her son. I know these people and they have Siamese, but her son bought a Burmese off me two years ago and him and his new wife just had a new baby a couple of months ago. And she sent me a photo the other day of the cat laying at the feet of the baby while the baby was down to sleep. Yeah. And she, the cat actually used to lay on the, the lady's tummy when she was pregnant. And I said, yeah. well, he could hear the heartbeat, you know? Yeah. And the child yeah. was probably picking up on his heartbeat too, you know. Yeah, well, we've always had cats with our kids and it's amazing how cats can actually really chill kids down and yeah. it's amazing how when a kid's having a bad day that a cat will just go and lie on their bed and sleep with them. Mm, that's what they do, yeah. And yeah. they'll go, if there's one person in the house that isn't well, that's the bed they go to. Exactly. That's yeah. it, absolutely. So back to Burmese. Tell me a little bit about their personalities. Now, I've heard all sorts of different things about Burmese. Some people say they're chatty. Some people say they're not. Some people mm. say that they're clowns and some people say, oh, they're yeah. very serious. <laughs> well, I always refer to them as the clown of the cat world. You know, yeah. they love to entertain you and they know when you're watching um, and they um, they do have big personalities, and some cats talk, some cats don't. You know, I've got little six month old in the house, hardly ever talks. You know, but she'll come to you when you call her. She'll yep. be with you all the time. Um, and other cats will have a little bit to say, but no, I've I've never really had cats that talk all the time. Not in Burmese, no. Definitely not, no. Um, I have heard with Burmese, though, it's hard to stay with just one of them. Yes, exactly, yes. Yeah, and Burmese, um, I had an older Burmese years ago who converted a man who wasn't a cat person. He came to visit my husband and yep. um, sat on the couch and this old desex girl jumped up on his lap and he nearly died. He went, <laughs> you know, like, he thought she was going to attack him, you know. And oh. she just put her two front paws up on his chest and just sat there like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. And I took her away and she went back and did it again. And I said, oh, look, I'll put her in the bedroom. He said, no, he said, I've never known, never known a cat that's been like this before. She's okay. He sat there the whole time with the cat on his lap. Oh. So, yeah, he because, you know, 20, 30 years ago, people didn't understand pedigree cats really. Yeah. And they you know, it was the very few, and I've seen a huge change with men yeah. who come with their wives now, who deliberately come with their wives to purchase the kitten. Um, years ago, they used, she'd say, oh, which colour, you know? And he'd go, oh, I don't care, the cat is a cat, you know? Yeah. Typical male, you know, I don't want to be seen to be being, you know, nice and, you know, have a connection with the cat. Yeah. And then they take the kitten home, and 10 days later, the wife rings and says, have you got any more? Because my husband's got that one. <laughs> I've never got the cat anymore. <laughs> quite funny, yes. but they do. They try to convert them in. Yeah, you know? that's actually um, quite an interesting um, uh, 
sort of thing as well. Are Burmese, do they, because I know some cats tend to bond with like a, a particular person, but then they still like the rest of the house, but they tend to um, bond with, with a human. Do yeah. Burmese do that or do they just bond with the whole family? Um, I think it depends on the household, really. Yep. Uh, I, I've been told of um, one kitten that spreads itself around through the night on everybody's bed. You yep. know, but if one child's sick, that's the bed that it chooses to go to and just stay with them all the time if they're home from school, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that if everybody interacts with them in a quiet fashion when they first come to a new home, then that helps the kitten to settle in and get to know them without yep. them all leaping around and loud music, etc. or whatever. But, um, yeah, they do, yeah, but they sometimes they do tend to choose one person. You know, yep. that's above all, you know, and I'm not always the person who feeds them either. Yeah. <laughs> Which so is disappointing to... for the person who's on that job. Yeah, the one that does all the work doesn't get all the laugh. No, exactly. <laughs> right. no, no. Oh. no, they're, um, look, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine my life without a Burmese or two at least yeah. in it. No. Are, they, um, do, are they the sort of cats that they do need to have people around of a fair bit or is it if you're not home through the week that maybe it's best to get two of them so they've got company for each other? Or? I think it's nice to get two and I do recommend two to people, especially when they've got two or more children. If they've got yep. three children, one kitten is not going to be enough and it's going to in the early days, because it's a baby, yeah. it's going to get tired from being past the parcel, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of families do get two. Um, and, and for people who are maybe live alone but go to work, um, yeah. I've got one going in a couple of weeks and the lady who's buying it is a lovely, lovely lady and uh, she said, I said, you work from home or you're working? No, I go to work. But she said, oh, when I bring the kitten home, I'm going to work at home for a month, she said. <laughs> to settle her in so there you go you know people who know Burmese and she's been waiting a long time to get a Burmese because her best girlfriend when she was growing up had a Burmese and she said I'm getting one of these cats one day when I can have my own cat you know so yeah she's so excited which is really good yeah yeah um one of the things that's really important with um looking for breeders is looking at how they actually raise kittens and i know you're a big advocate particularly with the um pet acoustic side of things uh with the pet karma or pet tunes uh, yes. for for keeping cats calm and stuff like that as well um tell us a little bit about when you, when you're raising your kittens because i know this will be interesting for a lot of breeders out there um, it's so important to reduce the stresses, but what are some of the thing, things that you do to ensure that those kittens that are going are going to be very happy, well-adjusted little kittens? Um, well, my kitten, you know, right from the beginning, um, from the, the minute they're born, they get picked up all the time, not that many 24 hours a day, but, you know, when the newborns are going to the room checking on them constantly throughout the first few days to make sure everything, they're putting on weight and all that sort of thing, and they're clean and, you know, because um, mum's doing the full job. Um, and um, I have uh, that pet tunes, acoustic system playing in the birthing room. Um, everyone raises their kittens and lets them have babies, I guess, in different ways and depends on your household and whatever. Um, I have always had my kittens born in a separate room where it's nice and quiet. There's no through traffic. Um, 
and I haven't had children, so I they have a nice, quiet kind of a life. I do have yeah. a little dog. He's not allowed into that room. Um, he sees the kittens when they're older and he takes no notice whatsoever. He's seen so many, you know, like, oh, just another kitten, you know. Um, yeah. But um, the, I found with the music, when I started using it, that my mother cats were, Burmese are chilled mothers anyway, they're usually brilliant mothers, but they, they just were stayed in the box even more. When I used to go into the room, they would always get up and come and greet me, which is what a Burmese wants to do to be with you. Yeah. And I could never get photos of my mothers just laying there with their babies, you know. Yeah. Oh, here we go again. How do I crawl? Do I have to crawl in on my belly or something. And, um, when I put the music in there, I was amazed that they just laid in the box looking at me. Yeah, you want to take a photo? That's fine, you know. It was incredible. And cool. I see one of those machines now with every kitten I sell. Yeah. So that the transition into their new home is um, less stressful for them because they leave me um, and everything is brand new. Voices, the way they put the food on the plate, the TV, the noise of the TV, yeah. whatever, you know, kids running around or whatever. And I try to encourage people to get their kids to, for the first few days, to be very quiet, sit on the floor, let the kitten come to them, play with quiet toys. Yep. And then the Burmese just go, oh, I'm fine. And then they run and play and they get, you know, they do get excited. Um, and they usually eat in a shorter time now, I've found. Yep. Um, you know, from years gone by, kittens wouldn't eat for maybe up to 24 hours. They wouldn't use the toilet for 24 hours until they feel safe. They won't do yep. those and now they're using the toilet in less than 12 hours. They're eating a meal, everything. The people are going, yeah. oh, I'm amazed. I can't believe. And I said, it's all to do with that machine. I know because yeah. I'm still breeding with cats with beautiful temperaments, but it's the transition. And it just helps to take away that stress and anxiety for them. Yeah. Little Owens, yeah. 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 I know. Like I interviewed Ron about it as well. And cats really like the fact that they know the music and they know what's coming next and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff as well. So it's just like that little piece of home that lets them know that it's all safe and sound, really. Exactly, exactly. And if I sell kittens away, I because you can't put it in the crate when they fly, so I send it by mail. So yeah. they've got it there and they when can they take it to the airport to pick their baby up. So the yeah. kitten's without it for a few hours. And um, um, you said something then and I was going to add to it that you... Um, <laughs> hmm. It'll come back to me. It'll come um, back. It'll come back. It'll come back. I must make a note. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, it is really important, though, to the socialisation side of kittens. And I know we were talking about it the other day when I was speaking to you. Um, there's scientific evidence that it's that up to that first eight weeks, that handling and socialisation of the kittens really makes a huge difference. And it can be one of the reasons why some of the um, rescue guys have such a tough time because if they're... Mm -hmm they're not raised from a very young age, it's really hard to reverse some of the things that they learn from that really little age about trusting humans. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, like I can pick three, four-day-old babies up in my hand, lay them on their back in the palm of my hand, and they don't even move. They just go to stay asleep, you know. Yeah. So that by that time, they're used to me picking them up and they, that human touch, which yes. is different than their mother, yes. you know, licking them and all that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, my kittens come out into the house. They They have to be potty trained and that's yep. why I keep them where I keep them in the kittening room until they're potty trained because you can't expect a kitten in a 40 by 30 room to remember where one little toilet is when it's four weeks old or five that's weeks it. old. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's yeah, quite so. amazing how quickly they pick things like that oh. up though. It's, oh, they it's yes. really, they're very smart little creatures, aren't they? 
Well, they are, and they're naturally clean. You know, yes. um, as soon as my kittens start to walk out of their birthing box, I put in the little, I've got a cat walking in front of me. <laughs> uh, that's unusual. Um, the, um, the kitten toilet, you know, the small one for them to get in and use. Oh, and, um, uh, yeah, and you only have to put them into it a couple of times and they know where it is and sprinkle yep. a bit of mother's wet litter in there yep. and they know, they know exactly what it is, yeah. No, they're very, very intelligent and they do want to be clean, you know. Yeah. And do Belays have a particular type? Like, is there any toys that they love more than anything else? And I know with Abyssinians, they love feathers. So, yes. Burmese got particular likes when it comes to toys. I don't particular like, but they they do. Um, I've got a like a tinsel teaser, and they love that. Um, and all the toys, they like the ones where the balls go round, you know, and they can hit them, and that's really yeah. good for eye. Um, hand um, coordination too yep. and they're so fast in such a short time it's unbelievable <laughs> um, and they can they know it's coming that way and they can hit it really and those ones where they've got them like a mat on the floor and there's a little plastic thing that goes around you press the button and the battery operates oh, yes, yes, one. even my older girl the one that just walked across she loves that she <laughs> she takes over from the kittens you know pounces on it <laughs> all sorts of things but um yeah that's no, so cool yeah. Yes, if, it is. So if somebody's looking to buy a Burmese, what are some of the things that they need to look at when they're talking with their breeders? Um, well, especially at this time, but at any time really, like we have got, I know a lot of people out there who are less than desirable at the moment who've just possibly may not even be breeding purebred Burmese and yep. calling that and want to meet people on the side of the road to pass the kitten over. Yep. Be aware alarm bells straight away. Um, but, you know, ask the breeder lots of questions. You're entitled to do that. It's like buying a car. Has it got four tyres on it? Yes. You know, like, oh, no, we only give you three. You know, you can't. Um, and ask them about the testing. People ask me about the testing. You've got to be open. If you are doing the right thing, there's no reason why you can't share it with a prospective, um, you know, uh, person who yep. wants to buy more as a companion animal. Um, and if they tell you they're registered with somebody, ask them what their breeder registration number is and then ring that organisation to see if they are actually registered there or have they just so, picked somebody's number yeah. at random and used it, you know? So do your research, really check in and make sure that they are legitimate. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Don't be so desperate that you will just take the first thing that comes along yes. because that could be sad for the yeah. animal and that's being raised in the wrong conditions and never had been handled um, you know, the people who do it like that, they generally like to export them interstate and will meet you on the side of the road. And then yep. when you try to ring them back, there's no answer. Yeah. You know? But yep. I'm, I've been here for 37 years for all my people and they're still coming back. You know, um, the cats died 19 and a half, you know, only died last year. We had to wait because we weren't ready because we miss him so much. And, yep. But now we want another one and we only want one from you. And if you build a good reputation, it'll stick by you all yeah. the way through that makes um, complete sense yeah and, and i, I don't you, understand sorry go on go on um i suppose a lot of I people just don't get, understand. yeah yeah i gotta get with what you mean um i suppose one thing with um with kittens is that when somebody wants to get them they become very impatient they just want to get one tomorrow um but with pedigree um cats i think people have to realize that they're kind of being interviewed just as much as we are as breeders, 
um, because we need to make sure that the cats are going to the right home. And yes. so be a little bit prepared sometimes too to get asked the questions. <laughs> I do, I do, definitely. And um, I went to a pet display. Um, we used to have one at the, the local Gold Coast Agricultural Show and um, this girl had gotten a kitten off me the year or so before and she said, hello, how are you going? And he's doing well, blah, blah, blah. And she said, I told my friend to give you a call, but I told her to be prepared for the third degree. <laughs> but you don't just let anyone have your babies. And I said, no, I don't. No. And, um, no, I you know, I want the best for them. And I do not believe in cats roaming ever. Yep. How many do you see a day come up on Facebook? And it breaks my heart every time. To oh, see them. Yep. Um, and I do post, I do share it because I want the cat to get back home. There's one on telly this morning, a tabby. And he's been gone for 12 months. I saw that, yeah. And he's in good condition, but um, everyone's been feeding him because he's been so friendly. But the one that went missing with him, they haven't found they haven't that one. Found, yeah. So sad, you know. And, it is. Yeah, and it's really them. sad when you sort of see those, you know, people grieving over their cats because they've been, you know, haven't come home or they've been hit by a car or bitten, you know, by a dog or, and I mean, I know the one thing I regret the most is those fur babies that I was looking after that, you know, died while I was in my care sort of thing. Um, yeah. Because, you know, back in the old days when you just let your domestics run wild, um, you didn't really know any better. But these days, and you need to be a good neighbour too, you know, you don't want your cats bothering, you know, the neighbourhood. Although, you know, Burmese, I think, would probably make friends with the entire neighbourhood. Well, they do, and they, they they get stolen because they're easy to pick up because they're yes. so friendly. I think they everyone's are. a friend, and yep. it's not that way. And I'm I won't sell to anyone who says, "Oh no, the cat's going to go out." End of story. Thank you very much for your call. Goodbye. Yeah, and I think you. Um, well, most people will find that reputable breeders. That's one of the the stipulations is that you must contain your cat, whether you've yeah. got an outdoor enclosure or whatever, yeah. or maybe you know you can take them out on a harness if they're that type of cat. But yeah. you must contain them to your property because nowadays it's just too risky otherwise. That's right. And also it's against the law here on the Gold Coast to let your animal, any animal, roam onto someone else's property. Um, yep. And you may not have, your neighbour might be nice to you, but if your cat goes over there and does its business in yep. your vegetable garden, they're not going to be happy, you know. They're not going to be happy. That's it. That's no? what we've got to be good neighbours these days and make sure the cats get a good reputation, not a bad one. Exactly right. Exactly. And um, so Burmese do the most to, to try and get that to the top. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. They they certainly are good um, good uh, cats to turn people to the cats. That's for sure. Now, tell me, what would you um, consider probably the the best environment or family situation for a Burmese? Look, um, Burmese fit in anywhere really. Um, you know, to single people. Um, I've even got men ringing now wanting a cat for themselves because they've yeah. had experience with living, you know, sharing a place with someone else who had a Burmese. I have to get one of my own. They're unbelievable, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, for couples, older couples, and a lot of older couples like to take a retired breeding cat yeah. because it's fully grown and because they're a little bit older themselves, they don't want to have the cat left behind when possibly they pass yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, I, I sell them to um, ladies who live on their own as well, older ladies, and yep. 
Um, they've got family who'll take the cat if anything happens to them. Um, families, but, you know, as I say, two or more children, you must have two because yep. it's just not fair on the animal, you know. Is um, there any trait that you would class as like, you know, that would be something that or, or some situation where a Burmese wouldn't be appropriate? Can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as long as, long as um, you like a, a cat that's sort of a companion and there most uh, of the time? Yes, maybe, as yeah. long as you, you know, I say to people, don't buy a Burmese if you want a couch potato because yeah. they are not a couch, but they like to be on the couch with you and they do, like all cats, they sleep a fair bit during the day because they're nocturnal yeah. animals, but yeah. they get kind of a bit re programmed with us because of the lifestyle we live and like yes. the, the older girl i've got five and a half in the house here she's sitting on the table here beside me now if i wasn't sitting here she'd be on the couch asleep you know yep. so that that's how they want to be with you they yeah they share and she sleeps with me every night she's just the best bed buddy she doesn't move all night she's really good <laughs> she doesn't annoy me um no, I can't think of anyone that it wouldn't suit, but, of course, you know, they must be kept in. And if you're going to be taking your Burmese out for a walk on the harness, I tell people, don't introduce the cat to something you can't continue. Yep. You must Agreed. be prepared to do that every day for yep. the cat or get an outside run that it can, connects to the house so that it can go out during the day and come yep. in when, when it wants to um, because you it's like giving a child chocolate today and then saying for the rest of your life you can't have chocolate. I mean, that's cruel. You can't completely do that. Completely agree. And completely agree. I'll just take it out, you know, occasionally. And I no, 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 no. That's like saying you can only go out and have a good time yourself occasionally. You that's can't. it. They don't speak English. And, you know, um, Burmese are quite territorial. And the worst thing that can happen is you get a stray cat from next door who comes to your home and starts peeing against your door, that that will turn two cats in the house against each other because they transfer their aggression yep. to the cat closest to them, you know? Yep. And we can't help that, whereas the pet tunes can help to resolve that situation. That sort of situation, yeah. I have um, recommended it to people who've had cats from me and through a situation, um, and I know what the situation was, and we resolved that one but the two cats were left with stress and anxiety. And the yep. boy cat started peeing on cushions and they've got a lovely home. And um, the girl, which wasn't from me, but another breeder, um, she started licking all her coat off. It tunes and within 12 hours they stopped doing that. The boy returned yep. to the litter tray and the girl stopped licking all her coat yep. off. Yeah. It does work. It does work. That music is good for them. I've, yeah. I've got to say, the, we've had the same sort of situation. I had a pet tunes in with um, some kittens that we recently raised for another breeder because they were sick. Yeah. And um, as soon as they had all gone, and in fact, one of them flew to Brisbane and the lady that got her up there said she's never seen such a bold, happy cat. She walked out, she was <laughs> eating, drinking and pooping within about three hours. <laughs> Mind you, they're Somalis, so they're pretty full on. Yes. But, um, but they were they were really well adjusted kittens. But as soon as we put um, one of our Abyssinians um, had started peeing in the house because of the kittens, and he wasn't very happy about um, them being there. Yeah. And um, as soon as because uh, I didn't put the, the pet trains out there, as soon as they left, he was I was still having problems with him. And as soon as I started putting it out where his 
main bedroom area was, within about two weeks, he stopped peeing. Like, it, it was just quite amazing how quickly his anxiety levels just dropped. Yes. And, um, and his, his temperament completely changed, So, which was fantastic. So yeah. um, it really can make a big difference. And I'll tell you what, if you're sitting in a kitten room and you've got one of those, we've, in our kitten room, we've got a bed. You go to sleep. Um, afternoon nap, <laughs> i tell you what. <laughs> Someone else got one from me and they said, oh, my God, she said, don't about relaxing the kittens, but it certainly worked on me. <laughs> And it is very certain. Mine go all the time. I yeah. have them in the background quite low because their yeah. hearing's millions of times better than mine. Yeah. And um, I can and my TV. I even forget they're going. Sometimes I go over and have to get really close and listen and think, is that still going or have I missed yeah. something? No? Yeah. yeah no, we, also, we run ours 24-7 in our yeah. bedroom, uh, which yeah. is probably the one room where all the cats interact at some stage. Yeah. And it certainly has dropped the level of stress between them all. Mm -hmm. And um, our first Abyssinian was a bit of a spoiled boy. He's um, uh -huh. Eric Bennett. So he's got a bit of spoiled child, child syndrome. <laughs> so he's probably our, our biggest problem child. He, um, yeah. he likes to tell everybody else what they should and shouldn't be doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. very active and alert. I used to breed them for many, many years too. Yeah. Um, and I love them to pieces. Yeah. They're absolutely gorgeous. But they are even... You know, and I, I, or when I people had come to see them, I'd say, mm, these are a really active cat. Burmese yeah. are active, but these are over the top. So, yeah, if, if you don't want that, don't go for an abbey, you know, because they are into everything, they can't help themselves. Oh, they are the most curious. I mean, and I know Burmese are clowns, but Abyssinians are ridiculous. <laughs> I know, yeah, they are, they really are. They're gorgeous. So, yeah, I love it's certainly them. some fun. But, I mean, it's it's been a really good in the fact that by having a neuter before we started breeding them, um, just understanding the the, um, the temperament of them and um, mm. having to understand their character, which is yeah. we've got five domestics, which um, are sort of a bit um, freaked by him. But we've also got a very um, <laughs> calm, white, old domestic. He's about yeah. 11 years old. And he we now call him the white Abyssinian. Oh, we right. decided that he wants to be an Abyssinian, but he keeps the Abyssinians calm because he's got this really chilled sort of nature to him. Yeah. Um, but when they start to run around and act like crazy things, even at 11 years old, he joins in and he's up cat trees and going across oh, really? mountains. And, oh. oh, gosh. Yeah. So he saves those two. Mm. It's crazy. Get up on pelmets, walk across, and you wonder how they, they ever get there, but worked it out. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly so but no it's it's great to see how they interact and how um how they can change but the pet tunes has definitely calmed everybody a little bit which is good mm. just the abbeys can yeah. rev everybody up and everybody's yeah. a bit you know on edge so <laughs> yeah that's for sure yes. oh it's fun though it's very fun yeah. <clears throat> um is there anything about burmese that we haven't covered barbara um i don't think so um, I believe, well, I don't know about food wise. I believe in a natural diet for cats because they're carnivores. Yeah. Um, I took a, a four year old stud cat to the vet yesterday because he was a little bit off color, couldn't find anything. We took blood, everything's fine, and this morning he's back to normal. So, yeah, but um, the vet looked, we looked in his mouth to check his teeth, and his gums were pink. I knew that before I took him down, so I couldn't work out why. I think he just had a bit of a tummy upset, you know, yeah. and um. Anyway, um, he looked in his mouth and he went, oh, my God, his teeth are white. And I went, 
Yeah, I know. He doesn't need any dental work, does he? You know, because he eats raw chicken eggs for breakfast and dinner. Plus raw meat and with added calcium, vitamins, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, cooked chicken as well. And he has a few biscuits and stuff like that. But, yeah, his main diet is natural. Yeah. Um, Because I just believe that if they were out there, they would have to survive and that they wouldn't be looking for biscuits. No, that's exactly right. Um, and I've found that the Abyssinians um, and the Somalis in our house actually are not big um, lovers of the dry food. Mm. Um, I know mm. the domestics, um, one of them in particular just loves its dry food. Um, mm. But the, the Abbeys and the Somalis are very much about the raw diet and yeah. that sort of thing. And we have a bit of a mixture of stuff as well that keeps yeah. us um, entertained. Yeah, they like a bit of variety. You give them the same thing too much too often and they'll start to tear yeah. the nose up at a bit. Yeah. What are you doing this? I had that yesterday. I don't want it today. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly know. right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cool. No, I, um, you know, like, well, I've been breeding them for 37 years. I fell in love with them by accident and, yeah, I just, I can't say anything really bad about them. I know we said talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah. But... Um, there's not a lot. You know, there's, <laughs> not a lot. There's a lot of good. A lot of good. A lot of good. And yeah. I've got to say, I've um, I've got a friend who's a cat- got a cattery, a boarding cattery, and yeah. um, I, you know, busy times quite often go over and give her a bit of a hand. Um, yeah. And we'll often have, you know, a little pack of uh, BMEs, and they all love hanging out together, and they all yeah. get along, and yeah. they are just the best crew. They are really yeah. beautiful cats. Yeah. Um, they're beautiful to look at. I love their little expression, which um, the expression they have, it's it's a bit, um, it's almost like a little bit of grumpy in there, but it's, yes. yeah. People it's, say, it's, oh, the cat looks grumpy, and that's just the look, you know. I just, um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, the I way recently they... found out that um, cats don't have muscles in their forehead, so it's a bit like they've got um, Botox, and that's why they <laughs> haven't got the, the ability to do the expressions like dogs do. They can move their eyebrows around. Yeah. Cats don't yeah. have that. And I actually really love the Burmese when they do have that real little grumpy face. Well, that is what they're supposed to look like, you know, because and then the top of the eye should be straight yeah. and curved underneath. But over the years, that's being lost. And um, I'm really concentrating with my lines to keep that in there yeah. and not breed with anything that hasn't got that because that, that plus the width and everything gives yeah. them that you know, really pissed off look, you know, yeah. like I'm really and cross with you. I, I think really that's not. part of their attraction is that mm. they, they almost look like they're judging you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they do. They do. They're, um, they're, but they're not, you know, they're just like little, oh, I don't know, soft little toys when you get hold of them and they'll lay in your own like babies and all yeah, that. Yeah, they do. They, they are just the one of the best cat breeds and I'm really pleased that we could... Um, talk about them and really um, profile exactly what they are and who they're best for and all that sort of thing It's as our very first um, breed profile. Thank you. I've really thank enjoyed you. it. Thank, thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciated it. It's a pleasure. No problem at all. Thank you. Feel free to email me at meow at melissanewman.com.au if you have any questions or comments about the show. Help me keep cat food on the table and the lights on at the cat pad by joining our community over at patreon.com forward slash catmama. 
Let me know if there's any particular topics that you would like me to cover in the podcast. I always love to hear from those of you that are listening in. You've been listening to me, Melissa Newman, the Cat Mama. Stay safe, stay well, and thanks for tuning in.